0: Well good morning everyone. Merry Christmas to every single one of you and if I haven't had the opportunity to meet you in the pleasure of meeting you, my name's Chris and I have the the real distinct honor of being a senior pastor here at chapel. We want to welcome you if you're from down the hill we're glad you're here to worship with us in the snowless Arnold. Uh, 60 degrees it's supposed to be today so much for a white Christmas but uh, glad you're up here. Hopefully it's a little chillier than where you came from. And uh, for those of you who are regular tenders and a part of our mountain community, we're glad you're here as well. It's so wonderful to celebrate Christmas with every single one of you. When we think about Christmas, we think about Jesus coming. And the amazing part about Jesus coming is as he came as a baby, it sort of forces us to come to him. Isn't that interesting? Like A lot of scripture talks about how we actually are approached by Jesus and he stands at the door and he knocks on the door of our hearts and, and we could open that door and he'll come in and be in relationship with us. But it seems like during the Christmas season, what an amazing sort of experience to think about. Jesus is a baby and Jesus as a baby is unable to walk. He's unable to come to us. We have to go to him. And so as our church has been in this series for the last four weeks called The Waymaker, we've been discovering a little bit about how God makes a way where there seems to be no way. In our lives. And so, for those of us who profess to follow Christ, we realize and recognize that God makes a way in our lives through our trials, our difficulties, the challenges we face, the despair, the heartbrokenness that we feel, um, the discouragement that we run into through life as it's bound to bring it. That in those moments, God actually can make a way for us where we actually see no way forward, we don't see a pathway to get to where we think we need to be or where we would hope God would have us. And that can come through a diagnosis. It can come through a financial situation. It can come through a relational brokenness in your life. It could come through the loss of a loved one, as this is maybe the first Christmas you celebrate without them. Whatever your situation and wherever you come from in life, one of the things that we can have hope in at Christmas is that God can make a way for us where there seems to be no way. And all of us uh, who are people of faith would have stories to share with you and we could take up all morning and probably into the evening sharing those stories of how God has revealed himself to us and how he's provided a way for us in ways that we never thought imaginable through situations we didn't think we'd come through on our own through difficulties that uh, we didn't think we can endure and yet we did and yet we had come through because of our faith in God and we just sang about a star being erected in the east and some magi coming and following that star. And the observation is such that it's just an ordinary thing in life. Well, it's ordinary when you live in the mountains, isn't it? Because we don't have the light pollution that you do in the city. So on a clear night, when it's starry out, we can simply look up and we can see a whole array of stars. And for us who live up here, that's fairly normal on a clear night. And it's the same for the people who saw and observed a miraculous star that appeared that first Christmas evening. And something prompted them to follow it. I don't know why. I don't know what they saw in the ordinariness of that moment, but they saw something that was worth following. And so part of our story comes from Matthew chapter 2, and it says that after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi, or People who studied the sky, probably astrologists, from the east came to Jerusalem and they asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. I don't know about you, but there's a pretty big disparity between a normal observation of some body within the heavenly realm being reflected by the sun's light and coming to worship a king. For me, there just seems to be a big separation between the normal and the abnormal expectation of a holy one. And not only the absurdity of a connection between a normal heavenly body and its meaning for some sort of extraordinary earthly meaning, but it seems odd that Jesus is called king by these people who do not know him, who are not Jewish, who do not share in the faith of the people of this land. Yet in this moment, they call him king. and As many of us know the story of Jesus as he grows and in the Gospels as it's shared, why he came to earth to bring the kingdom of heaven here on this earth, to ultimately die for our sinfulness and brokenness, to restore what was lost. Jesus may have been a king, but he wasn't a king like any other person on earth. He didn't have a court. He didn't have a castle. There was no throne. There was no earthly power in the sense of commanding his servants here or there, and they went through the hustle and bustle, brought it to him. He didn't have authority in the earthly sense of authority. He had no stature, no political office. He had no army that anyone could see. And yet these wise men come through an ordinary observation and make an extraordinary claim. And I wonder if that's what Christmas is all about. I wonder if for you and for me, the extraordinary is actually experienced through observing the absolute ordinary. I wonder if what we're looking for is a miracle in the midst of our circumstance, and yet God desires to make a way through just an ordinary observation, a sign. Well, last week we talked about the shepherds out in the fields and the angels miraculously discover and the heavens part and all the power is shown and they're afraid. And I think a lot of us we probably would welcome an experience like that because it would really, really help our faith a lot. And yet, it seems to rarely happen. But a moment, In the moments that we're struggling, in those moments that are really hard, have the most challenge. We want the biggest miracle. And yet it seems to be what God offers in this story out of Matthew 2 is something just totally normal. I wonder if you and I might receive encouragement. I wonder if we might discover something new about Christmas, something new about our faith, something fresh about our Heavenly Father through a normal observation, through something that just happens every day, through something that might intrigue us if we're looking for it. It might capture our attention. It cause us to go in a new direction. It might cause us to get up and leave our homes. It might cause us to leave those behind that we would cherish and actually seek and follow something that, Captures our heart's attention. In the middle of our captivated attention, maybe God is wanting to lead us towards something new. Maybe he's wanting us to lead us out of where we've been and into something new that he invites us into. Maybe that's what Christmas is really all about. Maybe it's pursuing the very thing we need so deep in our lives. The very thing that our souls cry out for, but we really don't have much time to consider yet these three men, looking four men, five men, however many it was, looking up into the sky observed this rather normal experience of a star, and it caught their attention. And the amazing part about this story, I think, if we think about it, is that that star was available for anybody who would observe it. It wasn't placed specifically for these men from the east. It was placed for everyone to observe. But the difference between the placement for those who observed it and acted And those who simply saw it and were indifferent. Was that it captivated their attention. And when it captured their attention. It caused them to move. It caused them to take action. And I wonder if for all of us. We observe the same things about God. As we look out in this beautiful creation that we live in. And we look up at the stars. And we imagine that there's this universe. And this space that goes beyond time and measure. That we could never comprehend in our limited, finite minds. And we imagine that there's a God bigger than us, more powerful than us, who exists outside of time and space in this physical universe. And I wonder if there's an observation we can make. I wonder if there's a sign that God puts in our lives that's just ordinary, that we miss if we're not looking for it. But these men were looking for it, and they show up in Jerusalem. When King Herod, the Jewish king, by the way, who ruled in that area, heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. Well, it would be disturbing if you're a Jewish king and a group of people you didn't know, or strangers, show up and out of an ordinary observation, come and make some outrageous claim that a king of the Jews has been born. If you're King Herod, you're starting to think, wait a minute, I thought I was king. And yet this declaration has been made by some foreigners that may cause you to question. may cause you to question your own status. And so he's disturbed. When he had called together all the people's priests and teachers of the law, all the people who should have been sensitive to what God was up to, who should have seen what was going on, who didn't need a star placed into the heavens, who were ready and willing and probably able to identify God's work and mission in the world, He gathers these people, and he asks them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, of course, they answered, in Judea. They replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be my shepherd and my people, Israel. And so here these religious teachers and leaders had every indication, every pointer of who God was, and yet they missed it. And these foreigners, these Gentile people, non-Jewish, didn't belong to this religion or this sect or this country or this race of people, were captivated by something normal that caught their attention. Then uh, King Herod called the Magi, these wise people, secretly. And he found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and he said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. And we know from the story that King Herod's intentions were not to actually go and worship. But what's interesting about this account is that he says to them, why don't you go do what really should be my responsibility? You've traveled this far, why don't you just keep going and finish your work? I, the king of the Jews, who ought to be actually seeking out God's son, his Messiah we'll just remain here in my plush palace while you seek out what it is I'd like to see myself. And I wonder sometimes if we live on the coattails of other people's spirituality. Maybe we have a mother or a father, a grandparent, great-grandparent who had a radical transforming experience of who Jesus is in their life. And we've had that passed down to us, but it's really never captivated us like it did the Magi. It's captivated us more like King Herod. We let others do the work. We let others seek him out. We let, we let them pray for us in our problems. Well, the miracle of Christmas is that we are invited to go find Jesus ourselves. We're invited to pursue him on our own. We don't need a conduit like Herod does. We can seek him ourselves. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. You see, I think it's that joy is found in that moment in which we pursue God, not necessarily in the moment in which we find him. Although it comes in finding him for sure, part of the joy is the pursuit. And on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. And we know further in the account, which I won't read for you, you can do that on your own, that Herod seeks to kill this child who threatens his dynasty. And the wise men, the Magi, are warned in a dream to go back a different way. You see, because when you pursue God through the ordinary, and you end up finding the extraordinary, and you press through the challenges of a king who looks to thwart you, and you discover what it is your heart's been looking for the whole time, you leave changed, and you go home different. That's the invitation to you and to me this Christmas. The message of Christmas and the hope of Christmas is that God has made a way for you and me to come to him directly. You don't need a king conduit. You don't need a priest. You don't need anybody but Jesus himself. The miracle of Christmas is that God sent Jesus and he put into your life an ordinary sign pointing you to the way. And when you observe it, you will go home changed. Now our prayer chapel is that God would come into your life in such a powerful way during the holidays, as you experience his love and his grace and his mercy and his presence in your life, that your life would be transformed and that we can come to God and he makes a way for us. He makes a way for us to be made in right relationship with him. And when we are made in right relationship with him, our shame and our guilt and our burdens and our sin are taken away. When we pursue and ask forgiveness and find the child and the sacrifice that God made in sending him, And to learn that God's love for us is so great, it surpasses anything you and I have ever done or will do, or anything the person next to us has done or will do, or any person who has ever breathed a breath of air on this earth will ever do or has ever done. And in his great mercy and grace, you can receive the peace that comes with understanding.